0: Welcome to What's Happening in 40K, your daily dose of all things Warhammer 40,000. Each day, Monday through Friday, we explore the Warhammer 40,000 tournament scene and bring you the latest news, updates, and opinions. So, whether you're a seasoned veteran or a newcomer to the hobby, grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and join us as we delve into the world of 40K. Here's your host, Mufasa.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode. And today we are going to be starting off what will be a new Tuesday trend. And that is a show dedicated to the rankings. And in this episode specifically, we'll only be dealing with the UKTC rankings. But from time to time, we will touch on the ITC rankings as coverage of those has fallen off a little bit. And UK players tend to be dominating them both this season and last. So we'll be touching on those somewhat, but not today, along with also the King of Tenth, which is our new rankings we set up just for 10th edition. But today, as I said, we're going to be focusing on the UKTC rankings And what we'll be doing week to week primarily is focusing on changes to the rankings. So we'll touch on the top 10 and what they've done to get there today. But day to day, we're going to look at what has happened in the rankings, what changes have occurred weekend to weekend as events progress and get added to the rankings. And then we're going to try to look at why these changes have happened. So for example, if somebody has jumped from rank 70th to rank 13th, We're going to take a look at their event performance, that event they attended, and see how they managed to boost their scores. The idea being that we can shine a spotlight on all 3,000 players that we currently have participating in the UKTC ranking circuit. That's obviously across the whole of the UK and across all events that submit their results to the UKTC. And that's open to anyone in the UK that runs their 40k tournament via BCP. So if you're attending an event, and they don't currently submit their rankings to the UKTC, make sure you bug your TO and get them to get a token, we will be happy to include their results and your performance in these rankings. So like I said, Next week, and each future week, we'll be focusing on changes to the rankings, but today we want to do a little bit of a catch-up, some housekeeping, as it were, to use the podcast terminology. We're going to focus on the top 10, as well as some team rankings, and of course, those all-exciting faction rankings I know so many of you care so much about. So. Let's start off with tom- number 10. All of these players have six out of six events recorded, so each year people can have up to six scores it- to make up their UKTC ranking score. Now, the vast majority of our 3,000 players only have one or two. These will be players that you know play at their local RTT once every, every so often, and uh, we hope to see more and more of those players get up to having all six results scored, because obviously that is a massive determinant of whether you rank 2000th or say 200th but plenty of good players aren't playing all six events each year and we hope to see that increase so without further ado on to number 10 number 10 we have chris radford chris has been a very well performing player he's been on the podcast before as a faction specialist talking about his space wolf performance and his dedication to that faction uh aside from a bit brief Blip into Harlequins last year has uh, earned him a spot in Team Ignite, where they are currently forging ahead in the uh, team rankings, which we'll get to later. So let's have a quick look at Chris's score. He's got all his scores so far with Space Wolves, apart from one with Iron Hands, and as I said earlier, one with Harlequins. He's come tenth, sixteenth, twelfth, seventh, thirty-fourth, second, and 38th to make up all of his scores. Of course, only the top six of those counts, so we can ignore 38th placing, which was at the Coventry. But his other scores are from Warhammerfest, our Nottingham Supermajor, our Leicester Supermajor, the London Open from April, our Manchester Supermajor, and the North Staffs 40k event, where he took his Harlequins back when he was with the Savvy Submariners, Rest in peace, Savvy Submariners, A team that prominently went to the uh, Arctic Circle, I believe, to place in 40k. So Uh, Well done, Chris. You've got a great score, a uh, great testament to show that you can rank 10th in the country with a bunch of, you know, 10 to 20th placings at our very large events, of course, the large events with the lots of people in attendance, as well as large numbers of rounds, we have seven rounds, at most of our super majors, of course, apart from the LGT. Um, give good scores. So consistently strong performance, 4-on-1 uh, pretty much all the time. Chris is a great player for you know re- performing regularly at the same level. Hopefully one day he'll get that super major win. But until that time, he is currently ranked 10th. In 9th, another former Savvy Submarina, now Glass Glasshammer specialist, we have Ed Watts. Ed did particularly well at Southampton earlier this year. We'll take a quick look at his top six scores to see what comprises his ninth place positioning. So Ed has been playing uh, World Eaters towards the end of ninth, and I believe 10th, he's not yet to pick a specific faction, but his top 10 scores, uh, top six scores rather are third, 13th, seventh, 41st and first, he's won the out of the furnace event, which obviously, you know, winning an event gives you a good score. He got 141 points for winning that event, and 141 point for nine points for his 41st place at Nottingham. Now, our Nottingham Super Major was a 400 player ish event. So, no surprises there that you get a large amount of score scoring points for a uh, relatively strong performance. 41st is probably a 4-on-1 performance at an event that size. So well done on that strong performance there. He did that with Yanari The rest of his scores are mixed. Space Wolves, Blood Angels, and World Eaters, along with that third place at the Southampton Super Major with third Space, which was his World Eaters, 13th Leicester Super Major with his Blood Angels, and seventh at the Bristol Super Major with his Space Wolves. Moving on to 8th place, we have Nassim Fushain. Nassim did very well at Leicester this year, coming 2nd, being pipped to the post by Vic Vijay. And he was playing Tau back then. He's been playing Iron Hands for a large amount of his 40k career, but we will take a look at his top 6 now to see what has been his highest performing events to date. We have, as I said... One, two, three, four tower performances there, along with a GSC and a Astra performance. So he's come sixth, third, fifth, fourth, and third. So another story a bit like Chris's earlier, but just slightly higher placing. Obviously, coming second at Leicester means you've gone six and one, not four and one. It means he's played the extra two games and unfortunately only lost in the final. So well done, Nassim, who is currently ranked eighth. Moving on to seventh, we have another one of our super major winners. This chap has won a bunch of them, and uh, his name is Innes Wilson, captain of Team Scotland. Now, Innes has been absent from the 40k scene for a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months even, as they prep for WTC. But he's been performing very well prior to that. So if we take a look at his top six scores, we have... The Glass of Vegas Open, where he came second with Tyranids. I'm not sure exactly what that was. Uh, Clown Wars, where he came third. Coventry Super Major, where he came third. Manchester Super Major, where he came third. The Nottingham Super Major, where he came ninth. And of course, his first place win at... Warhammerfest. So well done on the Warhammerfest win. And also congratulations for three third places. Uh, obviously, again, his top four scores coming from larger events, our Coventry Super Major, Manchester and Nottingham, and then Warhammerfest victory as well. Well done to Innes. Moving in to the top six, we have Vic VJ Vic, I believe, won last year. Um, he's been doing very well. He's the highest ranked British player in the world last year, coming second in the IDC I believe, and he has got a first place at the top of his scores. He won the Leicester Super Major, which was one of our larger events, and he came 11th at the Nottingham Super Major, I believe with a draw in the final round, meaning he didn't make it into the finals. He's also come 6th at Manchester, 1st at the Birmingham Team Tournament recently, and 36 sixth at Warhammerfest. So again, a a bit of an interesting score there. It differs a little bit from what we've seen so far because he's actually got a combination of reasonably moderate scores, you know, that 34th place at at Warhammerfest combined with some first place wins. So his score at the moment is 899. I'm sure we'll see that go up as we have a number of super majors left. Uh, notably the LGT where Vic came third last year. So obviously the LGT will bump most people who attend, and that's going to be 700 or so of you at the moment, hopefully more. All of your scores will get a massive bump. So doing well, the LGT really will help you climb those rankings. And perhaps Vic will overtake our number 6th ranked player, which this year at the moment is Josh Roberts. Josh came ninth at Warhammer Fest, as well as a 6th place at Leicester, a 26th at Nottingham, a 2nd at Coventry, a win in the ITT back in February and a win at a recent Hellstorm event. Josh has been a regular fa- face on the 40k scene for a long time. He's captain of Team England and here we have a great example of somebody who has done consistently well across the board and attended lots of big events. His score is primarily made up of just being picked to the post, but attending all the big events, the ones that matter the most to his rankings. And as a result, he is currently in fifth place. In fourth place, we have Mike Porter. Mike did incredibly well last year with his Harlequins, and he continues to do well with them as our UKTC circuit runs from LGT to LGT. And of course, in ninth edition, it's in the it's in the middle of the season so we have some ninth edition scores here and i'm sure he'll be adding some tenth edition scores to these two as things progress Mike obviously won the Nottingham Supermajor, which has been our biggest event in the UK this calendar year, about to be surpassed by the LGT, but it was a massive event we held back in January, and Mike won that with his harlequins. He also came 13th at Warhammer Fest, fifth at the Leicester Super Major, first at the Coventry Super Major, first at the Last of the Summer Winehammer, and second at the recent Birmingham Team Tournament. So Mike has very much got the the beginnings of the top-tier echelons of our scoring here. He's won three Super Majors as part of his six scores. I beg your pardon, two Super Majors and one uh, GT-level event. And uh, he is doing incredibly well. We expect to see the people who have pipped him our first, second, and third, however, to have won maybe slightly more of those larger events. In third place, we have Brian Seep. Seip, I believe it is. Apologies, Brian. He's corrected me on that many times. Brian Seip. In third place, Brian burst onto the scene post-COVID with a Leicester super Major win. That was, of course, in the last season of the UKTC. And in this season of the UKTC, he has only got two wins in his top six scores. One, of course, the recent Birmingham Team Tournament, which Ignite won, and a Clownwall Scottish Open win. However, B- uh, Brian has a seventh, fourth, second, and third place score as part of his top six and all of these were at our very large events this is the Southampton GT the Manchester Super Major the Leicester Super Major and of course Warhammerfest. now I should note that the Southampton GT is just what it's called on BCP it was in fact a Super Major seven rounds with over 205 players so you know that was a high scoring event two. Now moving to second place, we have Mr. David Gaylord. David, obviously a relatively new player compared to some of the ones we have covered today. David has transferred, I believe, from Magic to 40k a couple of years ago and has been doing incredibly well, both in his season last year and his season this year. David's score is currently made up of a Southampton supermajor win in which he won with his Imperial Guard and also a second place at Warhammer Fest, again with Guard, a fourth place at the Nottingham Supermajor with Chaos. I believe back then it was a Zinch Flamer build just prior to LVO. Uh Leicester Supermajor, eighth place again with the Zinch Flamer list, and a third place at Coventry. Of course, picking up the end of those six scores is again the Birmingham Team Tournament. This was our 320-ish player team tournament, which Ignite won. So that's going to form a you know important score in most of the eight team Ignite's scores. Now, on to first place. We have none other than Manny Chima, also currently leading the global rankings in the ITC. Manny has a score of 930, so there's a bit of a gap between himself and the 10th place, where we started with Chris Radford. Chris was on a score of 860, and Manny is on 930. So across six events, that is a gap of... 70 points. So basically, you need to get about 10 to 12 points more if you're Chris Radford in order to pip Manny to the post. And uh, we probably don't have enough events left in the season for him to do that. However, there is still enough events left in the season to you know, get up a couple of rankings or two. Of course, next up, we have the Leeds Super Major. Registration emails for that go out tomorrow. That's Wednesday. And that event is not this weekend, but the next tickets are still available. So if you're looking to bump your score up, maybe you're not one of these 10. But if you're one of the as I said 3000 other people who are looking to increase their score, either by just getting another event on the record or attending one of our big super majors. This is the event to go to just prior to the LGT, which of course will be the highest scoring event of the season. So let's take a deep dive into many score. many score I'm sure is littered with super major wins. And we shall go through the top six of them now uh we have a manchester super major win congratulations dark angels a southampton second place congratulations dark angels the london open in april which wasn't a super major but it did have 150 players which is why it scored very highly congratulations dark angels a first place at beachhead which was i believe about 100ish players congratulations dark angels uh, win at the ITT again, Dark Angels. And then uh, fourth place at Warhammer Fest. Congratulations, Dark Angels. So clearly Manny has done very well with his top six scores all being made up of those dirty Dark Angels who dominated the dastardly end of ninth edition. Manny's got a fantastic score there, primarily made up of first place finishes, as well as a second and a fourth. He's done incredibly well to have almost a perfect score of course, you know winning six first place super majors would basically make you untouchable, and as, as it's a very hard thing to do, I don't believe anyone's ever done it. And we hope to see that the future of the UKTC remains competitive. All of these players have done incredibly well. With the top six, seven down to Innes, all having won one of our super majors, uh, some of which have won two. So it very much shows you that at the absolute pinnacle of 40k in the UK, we have a very, very broad field. We haven't got one person running away with it. You know, we have seven people here that you know, depending on the day, one could pick the other. And I believe many of these people have positive win differentials against Manny, who is winning the re- rankings at the moment. So it very much comes down to picking the right events to make sure that you have a good, solid score, and then performing consistently well across these. So it's great to see that there is a large spread of people in here and uh, also a large spread of factions outside of Manny's Dark Angel dominance at the top. Like I said, next week we will focus on changes to the rankings and that will primarily be focused. You know, throughout maybe say the top 500 players and we'll be looking at people that have moved up or down by a considerable margin so if you're coming say from 400th and you've moved up to say 250th we'll be focusing on you guys and of course if there are any key changes to the top of the rankings we will note those as well but we don't expect any of those until Leeds because most of these players scores will not be impacted by a small RTT they're going to need to win or do well at Leeds to affect the top 10 but for everyone else in the field going to your local RTT to get a bit of practice. That will help your score. Going to a super major like Leeds, that will help your score massively. And of course, going to the LGT is an absolute must if you want to maximize your UKTC rankings this year. And of course, your ITC rankings as well. Last year, the winner of the LGT gained more points than the winner of the frontline gaming lvo because we have officially one additional round and of course we have a similar number of attendees so if you do want to maximize your itc scores your w your uktc scores and our new king of ninth scores these are the events to be going to. So we hope you've enjoyed this sort of recap we've done today. It won't be the main content we'll be focusing on in the future. As I said, we're most interested in changes to the midfield to see what you guys are competing for at the faction level as well as, you know, those of you that go 2 and 3 or 3 and 2 because you're really the majority of the scene and we want to bring a spotlight on you guys as you improve. So thanks for listening and we'll catch you next week.
0: Thank Thank you you for for tuning tuning in to to What's Happening in 40K. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We'd also really appreciate it if you'd help us spread the word by leaving us a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform and recommending us to all your gaming buddies. And, of course, don't forget to subscribe for more great content from What's Happening in 40K. We'll be back next time with even more news, updates, and opinions from the world of Warhammer 40,000. Until next time, thanks for listening.